Welcome to This Could Change Your Mind, the podcast where hot takes meet cold facts, exploring topics from guitars to good looks. Ethan Hibbs has been playing guitar for most of his life. Now, he's pushing his music career more than ever. In this episode, Alyssa Hibbs will speak with Ethan about his music journey and how he's had to navigate through the pandemic. feel like you're the one interviewing, interviewing you. me because <laughs> i know exactly what i'm doing did you ever think that uh would be in this position i'd be interviewing you about your music no not at all is it weird it's not weird per se it's just because you've heard my music for Forever. most of your life yeah <laughs> that's ethan hibbs almost famous guitarist social media influencer a man of many talents oh and my brother he is 22 years old and has played guitar for as long as I can remember. And that's not exaggerating. I don't remember a time when he wasn't playing guitar. He's been strumming his guitar since he was three. Well, that's how the story goes, at least. Um, so I've played guitar for pretty much as long as I can remember. Essentially how the story goes, at least for, with what I'm familiar with, is that Around when I was two years old, I had asked for a guitar, and my parents had got us a small, me, a small um, blue guitar. Yeah, not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that uh, I used to sit outside and just play all day. It was never in tune. I didn't care. I would just sit there and play it like crazy. And then somewhere around the age of five or six, uh, a family friend um, moved, and in the process of moving, gave me uh, one of his guitars. And I had another family friend down the street around that time teach me my first chords. Uh, and it was kind of just like an ongoing process from there. There was a little bit of a hiatus for a while where I just like, I don't know, I was young, still trying to figure it out. And um, obviously motivation was all over the place. But uh, as I got a little bit older into like, nine to 13, I had some proper lessons. And uh, and yeah, left the lessons, started teaching guitar at 14. And it's just been like kind of a journey of my own exploration into the craft sense. And uh, I haven't stopped loving it at all. I don't think you'd ever stop loving it. No, it, it, at this point it's kind of become part of who I am. The guitar guy. The guitar guy, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Do you remember what your first guitar looked like? Um, well, my first guitar that was like a guitar was this, it, it, it had to only be like three feet long, maybe even shorter, and it was blue, it was blue and black. There's a little black pickguard on it, and uh, yeah, that, but besides that, um, when I got my first real guitar, I still own all of the guitars I've ever gotten. You still have it? 
Yeah, I still have it. I got all my guitars crammed into this apartment. All of them are here? Every guitar that I own is in this apartment. Some of them are stored away. Wait, how many do you have? I have 10 guitars. 10 in a one-bedroom apartment? 10 guitars in my one-bedroom apartment. I actually did not know that. How would you describe your style of music? That is a question that I've had a... I've thought about for a long time, and uh, and I still, when people ask me, I feel kind of lost to explain it. Essentially, what what it boils down to is a form of like percussive fingerstyle guitar. Um, I'm not overly percussive, but there's percussive elements in there, um, so I kind of categorize it under that. In terms of what I do specifically, it's a lot of open tunings. It's a lot of kind of melody-driven pieces that maybe seem a little intricate, but I, I do it, I do whatever I do because I feel like it sounds nice. But yeah, it's, it's hard to find a genre. And I think in terms of like guitar and fingerstyle as a whole, it kind of exists as this like umbrella term to encompass like guitar where you're playing you know, the bass, the melody, the chords, the percussive stuff all at the same time. And, you know, on top of the original stuff I do that has that, those elements, I also do like covers of like more modern pop stuff in those kind of styles, as well as like, I do lots of covers. I do pretty much what I, whatever people request of me. But yeah, I, I've, I'm still working to kind of define what my style would be called other than just fingerstyle guitar. <laughs> the song you hear right now is an original of his. He wrote in February called Further Than Space. Our parents have always been supportive of us and our dreams. They were the ones that pushed us to be the best that we could be. I think my family has always done a really good job of supporting me and helping me. I think. They definitely do as much as they possibly can um, with the resources they have. Uh, and I'm kind of forever grateful for that. They, you know, growing up, they bought me guitars, they paid for lessons. They've always, you know, given me whatever tips. They've tried to provide me with opportunities. And yeah, there's, there's not a moment that like, even though I'm in like, I'm in design and I'm in music, they, uh, they still push me to do like, music and whatever I'm passionate in doing and design and on everything. And I think it's become like, especially evident now to them that like, this is something too that like I can actually possibly do. It's actually like a, a feasible thing. So yeah, I don't know. They, they, they've been, uh, they've been like big active supporters and they're not in the music industry. So it's like, it means a lot that they put in like as much as they can to, to help me. Did you ever think that he would have this much passion in his music? At the beginning, no, because he always complained that his fingers hurt. <laughs> but uh, as he went, he showed that he could excel at it. Uh, his teacher would take a, his instructor would take a week to learn three songs to teach him, and Ethan would learn it in the first five minutes. That's Jennifer Hibbs, our mom. I would like him. To, I'd like to see him soar, like uh, soar through anything. He's he's a very talented young man, and I believe he has what it takes to be very successful in in his music career. I'm extremely proud of him. Um, a, a lot of my friends that follow me 
um, have seen his music and say he's very talented and he's amazing. They compliment on his music all the time. Sometimes I have to call him and let him know because he can't see the posts. And uh, yeah, he's he's doing really well. I think he's going to make it big in music. He's got a passion for it and a love for it. And he doesn't put his guitar down. I even call him at nighttime to talk to him or during the day to talk to him and you can hear him strumming the guitar in the background instead of having a conversation with me sometimes. Ethan has come far in his music career. When I first started this podcast, he had 27,000 TikTok followers. Since then, a video of his went viral and he has doubled his followers and now has 61,000, some of which are celebrities. Picturing him in his TikTok videos with the perfect aesthetic. During golden hour, with a tidy bookshelf behind him that holds plants dropping down to the floor. The shine on his guitar glistens against the ring light. He has long, brown, shaggy hair covering his face as he looks down at his guitar. He started lessons when he was around 8 years old, but lessons didn't last long because he'd pick up songs very quickly, faster than some of the teachers would take to learn them. I look back and like better probably wasn't like necessarily the proper term. It was just in terms of the stuff that they were learning to provide me I was excelling at. It's hard for me to tell now at this point because I haven't talked to them or heard from these teachers in a long time. But yeah, I think it's just a matter of perspective. But I do think that kind of that kind of process that they were providing was like super important to my development as a musician. I think on a fundamental level, um, because they taught me like the core elements of like the instrument, it was super important and it definitely sped up the process. I think when I look at it now and I apply this to my teaching um, is that it's more about like the guidance. Like people can learn things on their own and what teachers job to do is to like guide them in the right direction along that process because they have to do some of the learning on their own no matter what and regardless because of how much I love the instrument I was going to do that learning the teachers just help speed up that process um, while also providing like their own perspectives on it which help you to develop this knowledge in your own way that's like unique to you and the experiences that you've gone through to get there. Though right now, Ethan is focusing on finishing university, his career is starting to get into the right direction. How would you describe your career right now? My career right now is, it's definitely more of a work in progress than it is like a full-fledged career. Mostly just because of the balancing act between school and the financial stuff that kind of comes with that. I would say it's starting to go in a direction that um, I'm intrigued to kind of push and follow and try to, you know, continue um, as I, like opportunities are starting to open up for me and just the act of like providing some sort of online presence for myself has expanded my audience to a degree where I'm finally like able to at least somewhat consider this a valid option at least in like the closer term and the long term um but yeah it's it's very much still something that like i'm actively working on and i'm still going to be actively working on it forever i think that's the that's the fun of that kind of career especially creative careers is it's like you can set all these goals for yourself but the act of it being a form of art 
means that there's always like a self-fulfillment in like the creative process that you can keep like driving towards. Since COVID-19, the music industry has seen a drastic shift in the way independent musicians have to promote themselves. Social media has become the ideal location to start your music and become noticed. It's, it's probably one of the most important things because what social media allows you to do that wasn't necessarily possible before is it allows you to better engage with the fan base that you have and this can build like a stronger foundation and you can kind of turn what initially would just be just called your fans into more of a community and I think that's something that um, a lot of people who are working at building audiences they focus too much specifically on the number and less about like uh, the realization that these are people that you have means to uh, directly interact with and talk with. And I think something that I've like been utilizing lately is going like going like live and engaging with content and fans there because it gives me an opportunity to like chat with people, answer their questions directly and when you do stuff like that, your audience kind of stops just seeing you as this creator and starts to see you as a person. So they gain this different kind of respect for you because you're no longer the, just this entity that creates things that they're, they like. You're this entity that creates things that they like, but also you're a person with all these traits that they themselves can relate to, they can understand, and maybe they can see a little bit of themselves in. Um, and I think it's also like it's most people get their media through their phones and their computers and through social media. So it's definitely a window that I think you really have to be looking through at all times. You have to be constantly putting stuff out there for people to see because it's hard to do things the more like analog way or through like radio and television now as those are kind of becoming obsolete with the younger demographics. The Canadian Independent Music Association found that revenue for independent musicians in the live sector has dropped by 79% since the pandemic. For independent sound recording and publishing companies, the Canadian Independent Music Association suggests they will see a 41% decline in revenue. They predict that the revenue won't go up again until at least 2023. Amit Kumar, a musician and producer who has worked with Ethan, has been witnessing some big moves in the industry. Uh, the industry has been shifting more to a digital format, obviously, over the past 10, 20 years, going from CDs, from people buying CDs that you just put into a CD player or into your car to being more digitally formed to streaming services. We've been in a digital era of music for the past like 10, 15 years. But all these streaming services have been going around and now that's one big shift that's happened. Another thing is with social media is just the outreach you can get with it has been great just for people to stay connected more on a regular basis compared to just being able to 
I guess, for more of the established artists, they can't go out and tour. They can't go out and tour, play shows, because that's a big source of their income. It's a lot of the merch that they sell at live shows. Mm-hmm. So that's one big thing. And then the fact that concerts turn around, or I guess I would want to say in-person concerts turn around, so artists and fans can't get that experience for the foreseeable future is pretty intense and then they're now just doing a lot of online concerts or shows that you can stream on your phone off of social media and for the up and coming or just like any artist now has even more resilience on putting out content which can be very it, it can be very extremely time consuming mm-hmm. putting out content on social media all the time because some of that time would be taken just to go play shows, get out there, connect with the fans, grow your fan base, because that's how a lot of the growth is done is just by going out, playing shows, touring, uh, being within the community, local community, global community. For Kumar, his position as a producer has become difficult since finding clients is not easy. And um, how has your job in music been affected by COVID? Uh, currently, it's been impacted heavily because with COVID, you can't really go out to see anybody. And with the, with the service I provide, it's very in your face mm-hmm. in the sense where I would bring my equipment to a client's house and record. And I'd have to be there. And then with COVID, can't really go out too much without getting fined. Yeah. So how have you been, like, managing to continue to produce during COVID? Uh, I've been more looking for opportunities. More opportunities to find musicians who are willing to just meet up mm-hmm. and actually just do the work. Because for everybody in this industry, most of them are kind of struggling because it's kind of hard to for like for let's say in the instance of people who are in bands right it's hard for them to meet up mm-hmm. first of all to even practice their material because they're all just so separated because of the situation that everybody's in and the world that we're living in so the thing about being in the music industry is actually in like the beginning aspect I'm pretty sure a lot of people in this I guess stage of it being on the being that people want to make the push it's hard for them to make money it's hard for anybody in the music industry to make money you don't see you're going to put in a lot of money before you see any return you're putting an investment within yourself basically right being a musician being an engineer yeah you won't see a return for a while but it's something that you have to keep your head down from the noise because you will have other people in your life saying that you're not making money from this yet. What are you doing? Like, it's great that you're doing it, but you could be finding a stable job. But a lot of musicians and artists, engineers, anybody in, in the arts, I would say, would probably agree that it's worth it. Ethan's music career has also been affected by COVID not being able to do gigs or busking. Made more difficult or unfeasible was uh, busking. And part of that is just change and 
a mix of like the fact that people one aren't carrying change as much and people and I don't really want to get a bunch of change during the whole COVID pandemic. It's not really like the safest bet. But yeah, it's been really hard to do like actual performing. Most things have been restricted to online performances or or video formats. So were you hoping to- Yeah, as things have started to like opportunities have started to open up more for me I realized that that's something that I can actually like actively start getting into at least more than I used to but it's been made a little bit uh, a little bit more difficult because of like you can't even get a gig in like a restaurant or a bar or anything Uh, like on top of that trying to do shows is a totally like impractical thing at this point in time so how would gigs help you financially (laughs) how would gigs help me financially well i would do a gig and i would get paid no but like how is it affecting you now like do you wish that you were doing gigs to make more money and one of the benefits of like doing gigs is that it's a lot more consistent in the fact that you know you're going to get money um, a lot of online things come from, like, even even if you're going to do ads, it's very hit or miss uh, on things versus a gig is, like, a pretty guaranteed payout versus, like, some of the stuff online is, like, there's donations or there's companies that contact you and say, hey, do this and then we'll pay you, which is, like, it, it's, a, it's a hit or miss. You don't know if you're going to get paid. You don't know if you're going to do something that's going to do good and drive a lot of, like, uh, people your way, so... Yeah, gigs just provide, like, gigs and busking, even busking, uh, provide, like, ready sources of income that you can, like, tangibly go do and know you're going to probably walk away with something. A study conducted by Music Industry found that nearly 80% of artists are in need of financial assistance. The study found that among the artists, half reported losing 75% of their income. That is really, it's horrible. Because for, like, as a musician myself, like, that's your form of expression. I'm not saying that they play music entirely, but that's what they want to do. And it's just, by five personally sad that they have to just, with the reality of the situation, everybody's got finances, everybody's got bills to pay, that they obviously have to prioritize those things over their passion. But it's definitely pushed even more musicians into that, like, online uh, kind of industry competition has gotten a lot more dense as people now have more time and they're realizing that they can put their effort into uh, social media Um, but it does have its downfalls we could possibly I'm not an industry expert you possibly see like the decline in like doing actual shows and you can also see a lot more musicians having to leave the music industry because they're no longer doing shows they can't afford to be a musician anymore um, the income's just not there anymore and they have to find other sources of income uh, so it it, def- it definitely has its benefits for those who are like more inclined and knowledgeable within the sector of like digital marketing however one of the things that really helped me to like maintain um, some sort of financial standing is I also teach guitar on the side Uh, which acts as a good form of supplemental income where I still get to kind of use my music to sustain myself.
Becoming a musician isn't easy. It comes with a lot of practice, dedication, and hard work. For any of the listeners out there who are hoping to be in your position, what were what are some tips that you would give them? I think the thing is, is like there's highs and there's lows and music is, you know, as much of a skill as is like an art. So it's it's important to like create stuff that you want to do. Otherwise you're gonna get burned out. Keep challenging yourself so you don't feel like you're, you know, plateauing. Find opportunities to um, mix it up and don't be afraid to challenge some of the stuff that like you've already developed. I think another thing that's like super important is like, yeah, you can do stuff on your own, but it, it never hurts to network and reach out to other like-minded musicians because there's always something to take from, uh, from other people in matters of like perspective and the things that they've experienced. Well, thanks for speaking with me today. <laughs> it was um, fun to dive into the music industry and learn some things that I didn't even know as your sister. So, No problem. Well, this was fun. If you want to follow up with what Ethan is doing in his music, check out his social platforms at Ethan underscore Hibbs. That's E-T-H-A-N underscore H-I-B-B-S. Or to hear full songs, go to his YouTube channel at Ethan Hibbs. That was Alyssa Hibbs' exploration of her brother and his music. Join us in the next episode, where we'll discuss sustainability in fashion. Thank you.